ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what I want to ask you is, can you stand the snow? And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking more specifically to the city of Atlanta. Can you stand the snow? At the time of this recording, we are coming up on the 10-year anniversary of Snowmageddon. Now, if you don't remember what Snowmageddon is, uh, on this episode, I will remind you of what Snowmageddon is, what it did to the city in which I live, and everything in between. Um, it is a understatement to say that the city of Atlanta can't handle snow. Um, but there's a reason for that. Um, to be honest, practice makes perfect, right? And <laughs> if you don't get a chance to practice, how can you ever be good at what you do? Um, so let's go back. Uh, as many of you know, uh, I've lived here since 1997, right? And in being here in that amount of time, uh, I've gotten used to the weather. Now, here's the thing that we always say about Atlanta. Don't complain about the weather because it's probably going to change by the time you finish complaining. And that is true. I mean, the winters here are very, very mild. Um, You can have a day where it's 40 degrees one day and the next day it's 75. (laughs) The weather tends to move in extremes. Now, during the wintertime, your December, January time and into February, it's pretty consistent. You're in the 50s or 40s sometimes. Uh, and but it's rare um, that we get snow. Um, I will say this: the mere mention of snow causes panic and pandemonium everywhere. Uh, I think before I delve into uh, the story of Snowmageddon 2014, let's go back to uh, 1999. I think it was you know it was 2000 2000. Uh, January of 2000, um, there was the Super Bowl that was here in Atlanta. Uh, I want to say that was the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Titans, where the Rams won on the last play of the game. Incredible Super Bowl. But the thing that people will remember about that Super Bowl, or at least that particular Super Bowl week, was not being able to navigate throughout the city of Atlanta because... Atlanta had been hit with somewhat somewhat of an ice storm that particular week. Uh, I was at the crib. <laughs> I didn't really do too much. I, I think I remember going to work, but I left work before the ice hit. And it's extremely frustrating for people, particularly people who come from out of town, because here's the thing. The Super Bowl is something in and of itself, but you sell the fans and you sell everybody else on the week that they can have in your city as, as the Super Bowl is here. And people were pissed that they couldn't get out and enjoy Atlanta because I think that Thursday and that Friday, that Thursday we got ice and I think that Friday we got a little bit more ice. So it was almost like uh, an inch and a half worth of ice on the ground. And there's famous scenes of this um, 
uh, school bus spinning around in the city downtown in a, in a, in a martyr bus. Uh, and so people couldn't get around. So you got, and the Super Bowl brings a lot of people to your city, right? And you got all of these tourists and stuff from out of town, people coming in town to have a good time, and they can't get around because you literally can't drive on ice. More on that later. Um, but yeah, so it was it was extremely frustrating. And, and I'll be honest, if you lived in the city, you know what happened after that. After that, after that particular year, Atlanta never even got mentioned to host the Super Bowl again because of the one time that they had some extremely bad weather. Uh, the NFL was like, nah, we cool. <laughs> we ain't mess with y'all. Y'all don't know how to handle snow in the South, which is something that we hear a lot. And there's some truth to that. Um, so that was the first instance. Um and I remember, you know, just growing up in South Carolina, I grew up in Florence, South Carolina, which is about four hours from Atlanta. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, like as a kid, we were happy about snow. We got out of school, you know. Now, one thing about when it does snow, again, that's panic and pandemonium. People always running to the grocery store to buy up all the bread and water because they think they're going to be stranded in their house for forever, as if like a hurricane was coming or something. And there's something to that. Um that being said, uh, once I got here, I thought things would be a little bit different. I'm like, I'm in a major city. Uh, they should be able to handle this, right? Wrong. <laughs> when I moved here in 97, I had a friend who worked for GDOT. GDOT stands for the Georgia Department of Transportation. And that friend told me, said, hey, he said, hey, we don't have any snow trucks. Okay. What do you mean? He was like, well, you know, in most cities, major cities, uh, you have snow trucks to move the snow off the road. He's like, we don't have any, not one in this state. And I was like, well, how is that? How do you how do you reconcile moving snow? Or how do you prepare when there's snow? And he simply stated, well, we don't get a lot of snow. And that's true. For a while, we went a while without getting very much snow at all. Uh, but as the years progress, and as you can tell, uh, climate has changed. And so as climate changed, now all of this stuff is in play. But you still don't have any mechanisms to handle snow. Um, I'll say this. It is not easy to navigate through snow. Uh, I didn't grow up. Like I said, I grew up in Florence. Now, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. In fact, the day that I was born, it snowed. Um, but I, and I, I have pictures of me in the snow as a child, but I only lived in Newark until I was almost three. And then we moved to Florence. So it's not like I had experience with snow. And then it snowed in Florence a couple of times, you know, as I was growing up and stuff like that. And we enjoyed it. We loved the snow. But more often than not, it, it didn't. Now, the snow, anytime it snowed, it didn't snow long and it didn't stick around long. Uh, but I got my chance to experience snow up close and personal when I moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, if you know me, you know back then, this was 2010. Uh, I was living in Minneapolis throughout the week and my job uh, set it up to where I would live in Minneapolis throughout the week. They had me in a, uh, a hotel and then at a hotel rent a car and then they would fly me home on the weekends back to Atlanta. And so, you know, it was a perfect situation great job, great people, great money, the whole nine. 
and so I would do that. And I did that for a year. Right. And so the first, I want to say like the first, it was, it was like the first week in December, it snowed in, in Minneapolis. And I was like, yo, it's snowing. And so I went outside and I remember just kind of watching the snowfall. I was trying to, yeah, trying to catch it with my tongue. <laughs> and, uh, and it was cool. It was cool. I was an adult. So I was out there in the snow. And after that, it's, it snowed every week up until March. Every single week. And keep in mind, I told you, I had a rental car. And fortunately for me that the hotel where I was in, you know, it was, the car was in the garage. So I didn't have to worry about getting out shoveling snow. But I remember, you know, after the first snowfall that we had, I mentioned something to one of my coworkers. And I said, well, are we coming in late tomorrow? He's like, oh, no, we're going to get about a foot. He was like, but no, you'll be fine. He was like, just, you know, leave a little early. But he said, the roads will be clear. And I'm like, wait a minute, man, you said this way too easy. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? You said we're getting about a foot of snow and we're still coming to work and don't worry about it. No, that don't sound too good. Uh, but sure enough, got up the next morning and the roads were practically clear. Now, in a place like Minneapolis, where it snows all the time, not only do they have snow trucks, but they have people who... Um, you know, are employed, some by the city, some by, some independently, but they clear off the streets. They have their own trucks, their own, you know, pickup trucks or whatever like that to to move the snow off the street. So the streets are relatively clear, right? And so I'd never seen anything like that before. So even the side streets, even the streets in your neighborhood, like there might be a particular guy or woman who's designated to clean the snow off the, the neighborhood, the, the neighboring, let's say the four or five neighborhoods over here and then you got a couple of neighborhoods over here where somebody else may clear it but relatively speaking and then once you got on the highway it was fine now here's the thing about driving in the snow when it is snowing it's not difficult but a couple of things you have to remember you have to one give yourself a lot of space between your your car and the car in front of you and preferably the car behind you now you have no control over the car that's behind you but the car in front of you, you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time as you're driving on the snow, obviously the snow is kicking up and sometimes the snow will kick up and be in between your wheel and your brake. So every now and then you want to kind of tap your brake. You want to tap your brake because you don't want that much snow to accumulate. And, and it really also depends on how much snow it is and how fast you're going. You don't want to drive fast. I don't care where you, I don't even care if you're on the, in, on the interstate. You don't drive fast. You take your time, right? And so, but even as something as simple as braking, what you have to do is you cannot, cannot, cannot slam on the brake. You have to pump the brake. If you don't, if you slam on the brake, you will send your car uh, into whatever direction it's headed into. There's nothing you can do. You want to uh, tap your brake and make sure that you can slow down slowly not at once <laughs> so that was one of the first things that i learned and it's something that nobody taught me it was just something that i had to learn just driving around and navigating through minneapolis and i tell people all the time minneapolis is a beautiful city i love minneapolis it's a place that you really should visit in the spring and summer <laughs> don't go there in the winter time it, 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 
I've never been that cold before in my life. I mean, like there was one day where I did the water test. I think it was like negative 20. And the water test is you get a cup of water and you take it outside and you throw the cup of water in the air. And if it passes the test, the water will freeze before it hits the ground. But that's how it is in Minneapolis. So anyway, bring this back to Georgia. So in 2010, I got a chance to experience snow at uh, crazy levels, right? Uh, to the point where I got tired of snow very quickly. I, I became very annoyed about snow, which is typical, you know, because you just get tired of seeing it. You just get tired of seeing it on the side of the road and everything. Nonetheless, I managed to make my way around the snow. It's a little bit, it's, it's vastly different. here. I can't even say it's a little bit. It's vastly different here in Atlanta. And so, again, we had these moments where we would have snow and things would be kind of crazy. Things really did not get crazy until January 28, 2014. Um, and let me set the backdrop for what happened on Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon 2014, as we call it. Uh, so what happened was, was that they had issued a warning, meaning the weather center that snow was coming. Now, here's the thing that you have to understand about snow and it being announced that snow is coming in the state of Georgia. They'll tell you that snow is coming and quite often snow never comes. So it's almost like that situation. If you've ever lived in an area where you're subject to hurricanes, they tell you, OK, hey, you need to pack and evaluate. This is the big one. This is the big one. This is a big one. Like Fred Sanford. And the big one never comes or it turns the other way or it goes in a different direction or you get just a piece of it or you just get rain and wind. You don't get anything major. So I think what happens is over a period of time, if you keep telling people, OK, well, you need to prepare yourself because we're going to get some snow. You know, you need to hunker down, whatever you say, whatever people say. I think at some point people get complacent. And on this particular event, they got extremely complacent. One, and it always starts at leadership, the governor at the time, Governor uh, Deal. Can't remember his first name. He was a bum. <laughs> governor Deal did not, and nor did the school systems in Metro Atlanta, didn't shut down schools. They said, oh, well, the kids will take a half a day. That's problem number one, because... If you have, if you tell the kids that they're out of school, then what's going to happen? The parents are probably going to stay home. So now you've got less people on the road. That was the first thing that they should have done. The governor never said, hey, he never said to the Metro City Schools uh, uh, school system, hey, you probably should shut, you know, shut the kids down for the day. We don't know how this is going to play. Uh, and they, you know, it, it was the range, I think they had predicted between one to three inches, right? And that's cool. One to three inches, relatively speaking, isn't really a lot of snow. Uh, but for Atlanta, <laughs> it might as well be four feet, right? And so that happens. So the school systems don't shut down. And Governor Deal doesn't tell people, he does not tell people, hey, don't go to work. So what happens is schools don't shut down. Now, personally, I took the day off because I wasn't even trying to have it. I wasn't even trying to hear that, right? And so I'm at home. And then they said the kids would have a half day. 
And so the kids have a half day. Well, somehow this snowstorm kind of picks up first. It kind of picks up. And what happens is that morning it rains a little, but it rains. So the ground is wet. And then around, I don't know, nine o'clock, it starts snowing. And it starts snowing. I mean, like it was coming down. It was coming down sideways. So I'm looking outside and we're trying to figure out, you know, my wife's at work. She worked downtown at the time and the kids were in school. So I'm, I'm here to, you know, wait on the kids or whatever like that. And, um, and at the time it was just, um, it was just Dion, Cameron and Brandon. Skylar, Skylar was here, but she was at home with me. Or she might have been at the babysitter. I'm, I can't remember. But either, anyway, anyway, I was at home. I had a fire going. <laughs> Everything was cool. And so finally the kids get home. I guess, I guess they get home around noon. But by this time, it, it is really coming down. And then I, a funny thing happened. Not long after they got home, I stepped outside. And when I stepped outside, the snow was hitting me in my face. And it felt hard. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not snow. That's freezing rain that's ice so keep in mind the ground is already wet wet so you've got a wet surface you have some snow and then you have freezing rain on top of it and this goes on for a couple of hours so here's the crazy part so around one o'clock the governor says hey everybody who's at work all the schools need to be out everybody that's at work you need to go home that was the problem because it felt like all of atlanta left work at the same damn time and what you had was snowmageddon 2014 you had so many people on the road and again remember i mentioned that there are no snow trucks so the night before and the days before they quote unquote treat the roads with these with this solution or whatever that they put on the ground so that the bridges won't freeze over and everything like that but again no snow trucks so you have no way of moving the snow and now you've got everybody on the road trying to go home so everybody's on interstate 285 everybody's on i-20 everybody's on 7585 every inter every major interstate or thoroughway that you could think of everybody was on it do yourself a favor go to your google images and type in snowmageddon atlanta those pictures that you see that you will that you'll come up and see are real everybody got stuck on the highway everybody that was on the highway got stuck because you couldn't go again you got to go slow and then of course there's accidents and there are accidents and it's to the point where nobody can get to you because of the snow and the ice so you have snow ice no you have snow on the ground and then above the snow is ice so the it wasn't so much as the snow was the problem the ice was the problem because remember when i mentioned earlier you can drive in the snow you can't drive on ice even in minneapolis you can't drive on ice but here's the thing we never experienced ice in minneapolis at least i didn't that that year that i was there but yeah so it's it's, it's crazy and so <laughs> my wife's trying to make it home she's taking the side streets and this street and that street and she's downtown leaving uh the cnn center area and she is going down a street and she starts breaking long before she gets to the intersection she starts breaking and guess what she starts sliding 
she starts sliding and she slides right into a school bus damages her car so now we got to deal with that and she still got to get home so she finally makes it home but car's banged up she's okay but you know she's frustrated because her car little did we know we were gonna have to <laughs> get rid of her car um and so all of this stuff is happening meanwhile these people citizens of the city of atlanta are stuck on the highway nobody can move cars are just i mean like traffic is at a standstill i know people who literally were stranded for 11 12 hours so imagine leaving imagine leaving your job at 10 o'clock and you're stuck on 285 because 285 is not moving and you don't get home until eight o'clock that night there were some schools that left or the kids left too late and the roads were so bad that the buses were instructed to take the kids back to the school well that's a problem because now <laughs> the kids are stuck at school so imagine you get a phone call hey mr jones uh we wanted just to let you know that the, your kids are safe but they're at the schoolhouse and we're not bringing them home tonight what <laughs> i mean now i gotta make a decision do i risk life and limb and of course i do risk life and limb to go get my child i have to because i can't let my child stay at the schoolhouse and if they're at the schoolhouse how are you gonna feed them at the schoolhouse and who's gonna watch over them at the schoolhouse are you gonna let these teachers who've been with these kids all day no i mean like it was a mess upon mess upon mess upon mess and the mayor of atlanta um, I think who was the mayor then? Was it uh um I can't remember. It was was it Kwame? Not Kwame. Oh the guy's name is, escapes me. Um I can't remember, but um it'll come to me. Uh but yeah, it, it was failed leadership from top to bottom, from the mayor to the governor to the school systems, everybody failed. And meanwhile you have citizens stuck on the I, I know a couple of guys who <laughs> got out of their cars left their cars on i-285 and walked home i mean imagine walking home in the snow you know for hours because more often than not wherever they left their cars <laughs> home isn't close by so imagine you getting i don't know five miles from your exit and you having to get out of your car and just walk home and you walk for a couple of hours just to get home. And meanwhile, you have to leave your car stranded on an interstate where you don't know if somebody could slide and run into it or if somebody could tow it or anything. It was a mess. And it was a mess of epic proportions. And you would think that after Snowmageddon 14, the city would have learned their lesson. Nope, they didn't. Uh, so that happened in 2014 and then we fast forward to uh, what was it yeah as a matter of fact it was my birthday December 9th uh, in 20 was it 2018 was it 2018 I think it was 2018 no I'm sorry 2017 December 9th 2017 we had um, it was an inch inch and a half of snow but again 
we had snow and we had ice. And this time they kept the kids out of school and I ended up going to work and I went to work and so I get to work and as soon as I get to work there, they were like, Hey, we're not going to be here all day. We know what happened in 2014. We're not trying to repeat this, but we stayed at work. I don't know, maybe about an hour. And so I left work at like 10 to head back home. Now keep in mind where I lived and where I worked were two different places. So I wasn't working from home. I actually had to drive to work and where I worked, um, approximately 23 miles from where I work, where I live. Right. But you had to get on there. If you're familiar with uh, uh, Atlanta, I had to get on I-285. So I had to get on 285. 285 at 10 o'clock was a parking lot. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with 285. I get off 285. Now, traffic is moving somewhere. And the snow is coming. And the snow starts falling. And so now the panic is setting in because people are thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a snowmageddon again. And so I get off on the side streets. And I get on the side streets and the side streets aren't moving at all. I mean, we're sitting there and there's nothing you could do. Fortunately for me, I had gas in my car, but there were a lot of people, you know, even with Snowmageddon in 2014, they didn't have gas. So they ran out of gas just sitting there wet and letting their car. Some people slept in their cars on 285 and I-20 and 75, 85. Some people slept in gas stations because people just couldn't make it home and they were trying to keep this from repeating history from repeating itself and it didn't um fortunately i was able to make it home uh this time i think sharice stayed at home with the kids and um i was able to make it home but it took me in a drive that would normally take uh an hour in rush hour traffic but i mean without traffic it's a 30 minute drive in traffic in rush hour well you might as well say rush hour traffic because because of the snow it took me four hours to get home i left at 10 and got home around two i was so frustrated but i was glad to make it home um i figured that i'd be okay on the side streets i knew the side streets would be moving somewhat 285 and 85, 75 were moving somewhat. I-20 was moving somewhat. We were getting all these traffic reports, but it's just everybody was at work and everybody was trying to come home. And so it's it's extremely frustrating as um, a citizen of the city because like this can happen. Now, as we fast forward to 2024 at the time of this recording, again, it's been this, this month marks 10 year anniversary. And it doesn't seem like 10 years ago, but it really has been. Um, what has Atlanta learned? I don't know. <laughs> In conclusion, what has Atlanta learned? I really don't know. Uh, they do have more trucks to treat the roads. Uh, they have a few snow plows, I think. I'm not sure because it's been a while since it's actually snowed here. Um, I don't. The last snowfall that I can remember is 2018, and that was like, I don't know couple of inches but it didn't if i'm not mistaken that fell on the weekend so it wasn't like it was that big of a deal and here's the thing that i forgot to mention uh <laughs> about snowmageddon when the snow fell it shut the city down like the kids didn't go to school for a week we didn't go for go to work for a week because like people couldn't get to work because like 
even like in my subdivision where I live, uh, my house, it's like on a little hill. So you come in and then you go down and then you come up this hill. You got to go up a couple of hills and go down a couple of hills. And so like that makes it that much tougher to navigate. So no, nah, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know that Atlanta's learned anything. I think the thing that they have learned is like, hey, the next time we have snow, order everybody off the roads, order all the businesses to be closed, order all of the schools to be shut down because that's the only thing you can do. And even even when you tell people to stay off the road, they still get on the road. Um, Snowmageddon wasn't fun at all. Even though I was comfortable sitting in front of my fireplace once my wife got home. Um, but it, it, it taught us a lesson that you know, natural disasters will happen. And as a city and as a government, you have to be prepared for it. Look at Katrina. Hurricane Katrina should have never, the response, now the hurricane's going to happen. You, there's nothing you could do about nature. But the response from the local, state, and federal government was deplorable. And lives were lost, and that should never happen. And I always said, you know, like, God forbid a Category 4 hurricane hits the lower east side of Manhattan all hell would break loose because you have no systems in place to protect the people. And at the end of the day, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to inform and protect the people. Uh, I'm thankful that, you know, I know how to handle snow. I know how to drive in snow, but more, more than anything else, I know when there's even the least possibility that it might snow, I know for a fact to stay my ass in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Remember, we drop episodes every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, make sure that you follow. Follow and subscribe. You got to subscribe because if you don't subscribe, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. You can subscribe on all streaming platforms. Uh, if you're watching, you can watch on YouTube. Thank you for watching. You can subscribe there as well. Uh, also, if you feel so inclined, if you want to send us a couple of dollars, hit us up. Dollar sign. T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. -E. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle, talking about can you stand the snow? <laughs> Again, that's going to do it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Five.